This episode is in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Jedi. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Reek. 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 Let's see what knowledge is lurking inside that little mind. Now tell me, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So good. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Ahsoka Recap. It's Tarno time again. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's everything. I'm just Matt. It's Luke, Bly, <laughs> Master Flywalker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, not bad at all, mate. Not bad at all. What did you call it again? Tarno, Tarno, Tarno Day time. or Tarno Time? Yeah, <laughs> Tarno because Day. The, of course, a lot of the Americans, a lot of our American cousins, can call it Tarno Tuesday, but yeah. it's still, you know, Star Taco Wars Wednesday. Tuesday twice. It's Wonky Wednesday for us, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's Wonky, wonky Wednesday because I wake up and I'm like. Oh, what you know? What's going on? I had to take the rubbish out today, and before and now, I'm like, oh, hang on, it so is, good. it is Star, it is Star Wars Day, it is a Soaker Day. Love it, mate. Love waking up to new Star Wars content. Um, a Soaker Part Three, Part Three, Episode Three, Time to Fly, directed by Steph Green. Uh, dude, it's it's nearly the end of August. 2023 we've got new ahsoka how are you feeling are you feeling good are you feeling star warsy i i was when i woke up this morning be good like you mm. i knew that it's, i knew it was um wonky wednesday uh so i went up to get my toasts and my tea because obviously it's it's wednesday it's work week i was like oh, i've got to go to work ah new star wars so i remember i was like don't check my phone don't check anything i've muted all the relevant channels so i don't get spoiled and i wasn't mm. spoiled for this episode um, no, me neither but yeah, I, because we because of last week's kind of wonky schedule where we saw it a few days early in London and blah blah blah, it's kind of thrown me off. So I think come next week the recap pattern will will be in full flow. Next week, mate, mm. we're halfway through the series already, or at least season one. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah, that is weird. That is weird, and it's it's interesting to see where this goes. Um, from like straight up, we've seen most of the marketing material now in the trailers. There's still one or two shots, I think, from maybe possibly the next episode and like one or two yeah. thrown shots. I mean, I don't know if that counts or not, but the, the, the vast majority of the things we've seen in trailers we have now seen, um, yeah. in this episode. Mate, oh, it, it's so good. I love this. I love waking up. I love waking up and talking Star Wars. Yeah. And knowing that there's new Star Wars <laughs> and thinking thinking to myself, what's what's Matt going to think of this? What's Matt going to make of that? You know, it's, yeah, it's fun, mate. Very fun. So I can, I can see Lukey boy, his face is grinning. He's beaming like a loth cat at the minute wearing his David Bowie Labyrinth t-shirt. That is a boss t-shirt my man i've got a tie fighter one on it's not as cool as david bowie not many things work quite as cool as david bowie bowie it's up to you how you say it but we are going to be talking about part three of ahsoka and of course 
If you are new to the recap, welcome. We hope you enjoy it. Secondly, we do go full spoiler for these episodes. So take this as your spoiler warning. If you have not seen part three, please come back in an hour or so's time. Listen to the episode and see what you think after you've watched part three. Uh, we'd like to acknowledge the WGA and SAG after strikes and that without the labour of the writers and actors currently on strike, Star Wars Ahsoka would not exist. And we are going to celebrate the work that they did this week, my friend. So let's do it. Up top, part three, as you said, time to fly. What a title. After the after the first two, we were quite uh, quite jazzed about this. What are you thinking mm. about part three, mate? Loved it. Oh, he's all over loved it. it. Yeah, I'm all over it. It could be a bit longer. Could be a bit longer, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. There's so much to unpack in here. But, it, you know, it is... The episode sets out to do something and to accomplish something, mostly with the relationship between Ahsoka and Sabine, you know, that master and apprentice dynamic between the two. And it does it. And I I just don't think it messes around. So uh, arguably, it, it doesn't need to be much longer. It's just, you know, what 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 did this clock in at? Like 39 minutes, including credits and intro or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, so... That's not, it's not that long. It's not that much content, really. But I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this episode, mate. That is my kind of top level uh, thoughts. Let me throw it to you. What are you thinking? Where's, where's your head right now with Ahsoka episode three, mate? Um, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love, 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 love it. Uh, I liked it. I think it okay. does very well in taking parts one and two, what was established there setting up t- taking it saying right let's just move that story on a little bit and let's push on for next week i think next week being that halfway point is going to be i think that's going to be a spicy one and that's not coming from any uh inside knowledge whatsoever it's, it's, it's halfway it was like what's it mid-season premiere or they call it in in animation it's going to be great um mm. but i think I, I did like this one my friend i think it could have been a little bit longer because i that's a disney thing for me i don't like this 32 three minute episode i think you could have done a little bit more in this but that yeah. said uh and not often on the sessions do i get on my high horse i do it all the time but I'm, i can't allow anyone to say this is like a filler episode or nothing happened because similarly to quite a few mando episodes or, or andor episodes actually more like andor when it seemed like nothing was happening, in fact, everything was happening. So much was happening. The wheels were being spun. The plates mm-hmm. were being put back and ready for the meals to be placed on. And this is what happens here. So on the, on the surface, it looks like, oh, it's very much a, a connective piece of tissue. But there is a lot going on here, my friend. And I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about certain parts of it, certain elements, things that popped up, certain characters, certain moments. So uh, I think we should dive straight in, mate. Yes, mate. Ah, All right. <laughs> I mean, the first the first line I've got on my notes is that, you know, the lightsaber training with Sabine is so East Asian, so Japanese, mm, and it's so like it's a kendo, yeah, precisely. Yeah. It's it's so good. So much of the start of this episode, and actually really the whole episode around all of all, all of this swashbuckle is a, a, a lot of spirituality and a lot of understanding of the Force and Ahsoka's relationship with the Jedi Order. There's a there's a lot of complexity in this episode, a lot, and that's why I'm very very impressed by it because it is swashbuckle, it is fun, it is action packed, and it's not just like oh action. No, 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 this is very very good action, 
very good action in my opinion um and oh my days dude this it it looked so good it looks so good so I'm, good. i don't want to be i don't want to i don't want to sit here and moan and talk and belittle other star wars projects but you know what i'm gonna say i know what you're gonna say the, the ships the ships in kenobi and sometimes in kenobi and i think a lot of it's lockdown and you know people yes were 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 working real lean there's lots of variables in that right which i do understand but yes Ahsoka just it, it it just looks on a different level, mate. This episode looked looked exceptional. It looked exceptional for a TV show. The the ships, the fighting, the 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 way, the movement, the sound design, the purgles, mate. <laughs> Space yes. Star Wales, whatever that's. Do you remember we all laughed at them when they first yep. appeared? Now look, yeah. But they, right, hear me out. They could easily, in live action in particular, we saw that shadow in Mandalorian season three, right? Yes, yep. it was very good, yep. But I think that looked really, really good. But mm-hmm. to see it in, in live action, kind of in, in person, not behind like a space, uh, a hyperspace barrier, you know, it, it could look a little bit lame. And it didn't. It didn't mm-hmm. look lame. It looked very good. There's a lot to unpack and there's a lot to love for me in this episode. As, you, as I'm sure you can tell, I really, I really did enjoy this. <laughs> it's all over this. It put a smile on my face multiple times. I'm saying That's that literally. Want. Like I literally was on the sofa watching it. I literally sat there smiling because of certain things, certain actions, certain lines. Loved it, mate. <laughs> Loved it. Um, standout moments for you. Because I've I've just kind of just thrown up a load of information. <laughs> What's what, what was one of your favourite bits? Um, well, I mean, to your point about the Perkill, yeah, I'm yeah. glad that they're not. Listen, it works in animation, and that's the beauty of animation versus live action. I'm glad that they weren't kind of light purple and green like they were in Rebels, because they look mm. they look fierce in Rebels. That wouldn't, I don't think, that translate well in live action. So they've gone for that more can I say realistic look a grounded approach with them more muted colors and more like an yeah. actual whale. And I think that works so much better and actually gives them an air of menace as well. They don't look mm. overly friendly in this. Yeah. They're not trying to attack a so-called or anybody, but they just don't look like the kind of things you want to get stuck in a hyperspace. Yeah, you lane wouldn't, with, you wouldn't but... like kick one in the eyeball, would you? Oh You'd no, just no. Like let yeah. it I wouldn't call it a on. naughty word to get out of the way. Cause it'd eat yeah. me, but, um, she, um, our, our, our girl, um, everyone or our favorite baddie, Shin Hattie, she didn't care oh. about the burglar though. She was just like, get out of the way. She would call them things to get out of the way, but I'll get on to Shin in a bit. Cause I could spend the whole episode talking about, um, Shin. But one of the things I liked mate, which I had, Concerns about going into the uh, series, and I mentioned it on our roundtable, which was fabulous, we did with uh, Matilda, Megan, Eamon, was the mm. inclusion of the New Republic in this series. Because I was thinking, do we need them in it? Not that I don't want them, because actually one of my favourite things about this new Star Wars is we're actually mm. finding out post-Jedi what's going on. You, you, you topple an empire, but what takes its place? And we're finding more and more uh, as we go through the series. And I was kind of worried. I was like, is it going to just feel like it's been shoved in there because it's demand over as well? But I don't think it was, actually. I really like what we got from the New Republic here. We see Mon Mothma again, Genevieve O'Reilly, and we get to mm. see that New Republic again. They're showing that they are they're arrogant, man. They are, they are falling into the same traps that their predecessors found out, and they're arguing they're not on the same wavelength. Mon Mothma is, she is... 
the way she opens by speaking to Hera about young Jason, and I'm sure we'll mention him shortly, but she mentions Jason and like, oh, I bet he's playing a chopper. And then it's Hamada Ziono, Kaz, Kaz's dad from Resistance. It's like, yep. listen, I ain't got time for this. We don't, we're not here to talk about kids. Well, basically, what do you want, Hera? Make it quick. <laughs> and the answer is no. I love that. I love the fact that he just comes out. It's like um, Ziono, just, Hamada Ziono just says, listen, thanks for everything you've done, but I think you're just using New Republic resources for your own good. You just want to find your mate Ezra. Listen, Ezra died. Same as Thrawn, he says, pretty much. And I love Hera clapping back and saying, what, 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 did you participate in the war? Mm-hmm. Didn't think so. I thought that was that was proper kind of that was blunt. That was tough. I really enjoyed that. Um, and it's the hero that we know. She, she you know, she doesn't take fools lying down. But I liked seeing that just the New Republic and how and how that they are and how they just can't seem to handle a situation in the way that we would have thought they would when the Ewoks were dancing on Endor and everything was happy. But <laughs> seeing them, mate, I dug because they're imperfect. They're imperfect, exactly. and imperfect people make imperfect choices and decisions. Lessons. But it's not that you know. I, I really enjoyed that the line was added with uh, Ziono saying um, this opportunity uh, to use New Republic resources could um, to, to fund your search for Ezra Bridger, Bridger. We could use these resources for the people. You know, that's not. A bad, bad idea, thing. is it? No, it's not, is it? That's not evil, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's a failure to see the bigger picture. And and really, I, I still don't blame him. If I put myself in his shoes, if I'm being completely honest, there's no evidence to say where Ezra is. There's no evidence to say he's still alive. And what you want to – and Hera is – she is kind of letting that – get in the way you know ahsoka's come back into the picture and she's thinking all oh, right oh ezra might actually be alive if thorn's alive ezra might be alive maybe and it's all ifs buts and maybes yep. it's not guaranteed and meanwhile in the new republic there might be people really struggling you know, since the fall of the empire really struggling yeah so therefore and 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 it's 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 complex there's a lot of nuance in that in that little bit of dialogue you have a lot of layers and a lot of complication, not just between two characters, but two ideologies. Mm-hmm. And neither is spot on. Neither is right and neither's wrong. And it's, that could have been a song, mate. But like, I like the, it. I, I just, I, I really, I really enjoyed that aspect. I, it was great to see Ziono there. That beautiful resistance tie-in, mate. Resistance is going to be everyone's favourite animated series one day. But Christopher Shaw, that episode <laughs> was great. Check it out. Um, just on that New Republic meeting, mate. Did you notice? Yeah, you would have noticed, but I think mm. it was clearly it was clear for everybody to see. But it's the minute they mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn, th- the air was sucked out of the room, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" We don't, yeah, you know. Mate. And there was there was like a fear, like it was his name. You don't speak his names in the halls of the New Republic because it only brings a bad thing. I really like how they're setting up Thrawn as this real menace for those who don't know Thrawn because, again, not everyone's seen Rebels. Not everyone's read the, the Timothy Zahn collection of books he's done. Not everyone knows who Thrawn is. But they're setting mm. him up as like, hold th- Thrawn, we don't want any part of that. I really like that. How Again, words and just a facial expression can say more sometimes than um, over, overly expositing dialogue for us and this is the i think when you look at the council there i think this is the first time we see mon mothma in in live action canon since return of the jedi right 
Live action, yep. Live action, yeah. And obviously, we've, we're, we're kind of used to seeing her in Andor, but it's great to see Mon Mothma and um, Genevieve O'Reilly like in continuing in a different story, in a different part of the timeline, in a different context. It's exceptional. It's really, really, that synergy is absolutely delicious. And the ship was obviously the same one from Return of the Jedi. So that meeting room is the same one from Return of the Jedi. And it, and it's, and it doesn't throw your face into it or anything. It's just subtle and it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. The ships look so flipping good. <laughs> the, the, the ships. They look the like ships. spitfires, don't they? This week, it's got to be those bad boy spitfires <laughs> that shin. I mean, I'm just saying, they look like World War II spitfires, RAF spitfires. Uh, and even the, the sound design on them are really, really good. But also, they look like spitfires married to kind of the Griever ship that he had in Revenge of the Sith. You know the one where Obi Wan, yeah, that it's it reminds me of like a marriage between those two designs, and I, the sound design was exceptional. Seeing them fly, oh, it was just, it was so so well executed. Oh, so well executed! Come on, mm. have you got a cup of tea there? I've only got a water. I've been cup boring. of char for a so car. Oh, <laughs> try, try, gonna- try. I'm going to have a coffee after this. I haven't had so a coffee yet. I've, I've not needed it. The, 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 the Ahsoka. The Ahsoka. <laughs> Star Wars has stimulated given... you enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Let, right. Let's go. Let's. Let's. I'm going to go. If we talk about too much Mothma, the moth, then Mummy I'm moth. afraid we'll suffer from Mothma madness and we won't be able to continue the recap. We'll just finish it, finish it here. I loved it at the beginning. Um, the, I mean, we've already mentioned it. Clearly the Eastern influences yes. that have always been there for, for, for the Jedi faith and the Jedi, particularly in the prequels and the training. But I think this just, you know, Really got it right. Really, really got it right. Honing your skills in the force will take a bigger commitment. And as soon as that line was said, you know, I was a little bit like, "Oh wow, no, they are going into this like force sensitive thing." Yeah, but yeah. it's addressed. It's addressed later in the episode, and it's explained. And let's just shelve that for a minute, and we'll we'll return to that. But the immediate training, loved it, loved yep. it. Ahsoka, and I want you to see with more than just your eyes. It's yep. so. It's like, yeah, I, everyone should be trying to do that. You know, life's way more than just visual. It and- sense my intentions, she says, doesn't she? Um, and it, the, when she says, look, you, you, you've been training with your Mandalorian equipment, but that's not going to be enough, which immediately took back to the Trials of the Darksaber Rebels episode when she had oh. the Darksaber. And she's like, listen, learning to wield the Force takes a deeper appreciation that you're going to have to discover. So they're, set, they're, they're laying the breadcrumbs that have been may or may not at some point do something with the force. I, I, I'm starting to believe that she will do um, mm. because like you mentioned, we'll get to the bits later on, but there are things in this episode, which th- feel like they're setting up a later reveal. Uh, but I really did like that scene. I also liked her training with Hu Yang. He's got like very grievous. Like he's got his four arms out for droid appendages and he's got his fake sabers. It's very, <laughs> mate, this, this whole episode, mate, there's, there's two things that strike me about this episode, which, uh, which plays into this, 
the training seaplanes is the first one. The whole episode felt very a New Hope esque for me, and the and a bit and there's a moment and a bit later on and throughout which feels like uh, disgustingly Clone Wars. Like it's like that is ripped straight from the Clone Wars. But the New Hope stuff, obviously the training seat. I'll get to that. But the okay. training scenes. So obviously they've got the the visor on, like Luke in a New Hope. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a dogfight in this, and the the framing is very a New Hopey. Um, when we see the eye of Sion, the reaction Ahsoka has is very much like the, the lads when they see the Death yeah, Star. That's and, my moon. And um, yeah, Shin says a couple of things. She's like, "Oh, we have her," which kind of sounds like I have you now. Anything Shin says is a winner. But um, so there's a lot of a New Hope esque feels in the first episode. It's a lot of Phantom Menace vibes. Uh, so Dave is using his own love and his own franchise as inspiration and influence which i don't mind i don't mind these kind of callbacks because they don't feel egregious and also like you said Mm. the way that it feels quite spiritual almost very spiritual sorry in the in these training moments it isn't just like leaden words like ah uh without eyes you can't see it you know they they really kind of dive into what that means what does it mean to use a force why can't everyone do it and 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 like you say they even mention that like you say why can't we all do it and they get into that but yeah, really, really like this Loved opening, it. mate. And it plays into the rest of just the other two episodes, which were methodically paced. We're not we're taking our time here, even though we're halfway through. Well, it also is worth um remembering that Kanan had to be oh, a, a oh. Jedi without vision, didn't he? And it's kind of a callback to that as well. Uh the training, but I agree with you with the a new hopeness of of especially the dogfight. The Clone Wars thing, don't forget that. Because I yeah, want to come back to that. I want to come back to that. Because I'm not sure what you're talking about right now. It will probably come to me, but right now I don't know what you're talking about. Um the the, the training session was fantastic and mm-hmm. it was also very well directed. Yep. Yeah, there's a difference between just saying, oh, training montage and Yeah, but it wasn't that. It was it was very, very well directed. Steph Green's great. Steph Green, fantastic. Um, and Sabine gives in to her anger, anger and frustration. But uh, Ahsoka, she says they're quick to give you power, but they mm-hmm. also unbalance you. It's 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 things we've, all, we've, we've always heard from Star Wars. It's just said in a different way and maybe a different interpretation too, because this episode does double down. It doubles down on Ahsoka not really being a part of the Jedi Order. You know, that's then that's different who yang is constantly reminding of ahsoka oh, yeah. like throughout the episode of <laughs> in world Je- jedi protocol is that well yeah because he's programmed to be that and he's been around for a very 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 long time hasn't yang been around for like twenty thousand years twenty five thousand years pretty much since the dawn of the jedi interesting because they just released the new star wars eras um like like officially on the website didn't they? i saw you Mm. posted and i think someone else did i think lloyd maybe or someone like that posted on our timelines it really helps yeah yeah big time no it it, it really does help really does help yeah i i loved it and even even in the training ahsoka's like look let's go again let's go again and i was like that sounds familiar is that a clone wars thing and it wasn't until not long, actually, not long before we jumped on recording, that I realized it wasn't Clone Wars. I did type, oh, it's Clone Wars. It's not. It's from Tales of the Jedi. Yes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, it's it's the, with the clones, isn't it? And Anakin yes. keeps saying it to her again, 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 again. 
Yes. About and she, she's going, let's go again. Let's go again. But so the it's subtle, but the episode's already telling you, well, she was taught in one way. And she is now repeating that. Not to say that the the Anakin was always cold with Ahsoka, but in some ways he was. Yeah. In some ways, Anakin was was a little bit of a harsh teacher. And that's what's come across over the last few episodes. This episode, I feel the the what is it? We it's not we fly now. They fly now. We fly, they fly now. now. They fly Time now. Time to fly. Time to fly. That's it. <laughs> it's it's their relationship starts to fly. You know, Ooh. to be a Ooh. bit cringe. Poetic. <laughs> but I do, I do think that because she, Ahsoka, by the end of the episode, softens, right? So you talk about the A New Hope um, uh, comparisons. In the episode, uh, Sabine shoots down one of, the, one of the fighters and she goes like, hey, I've got one or something Ooh. like that. And instead of, you know, in A New Hope, uh, Han Solo goes, hey, you brilliant, don't get cocky, kid. Something like that, right? Ahsoka mm-hmm. just says, oh, good good job, with a smile on her face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. So the opposite. Sh- she's she's learning. She's softening. And there is a moment in it, you, you can literally see her face change, where she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being a little bit too much. I'm being a little bit too stoic. And she, she softens. And what happens when she softens? success it works they work work together as a team they respect each other with still the understanding that ahsoka holds that headship but only because there's that true respect there right i love it superb superb that's it it's the respect and once they once ahsoka realizes maybe i am part of the problem as well let's let's share this burden as master and apprentice then it starts to work. They can take Spam. out the ships. They can, they can, uh, Ahsoka can split the ships. They can, she can roll the ships. Uh, it gives Sabine time to shoot them down. And in the initial salvos, when Sabine is shooting and missing, mm. you don't have Ahsoka sort of shouting at her either, like, what are you doing? Or get your head in the game. It's like, let, let's. <laughs> we doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we doing? Oh, my days, as Luke would say. <laughs> Coming Me out of the toilet. Ridley. Oh, That's my it. days. Oh, my- Oh my Daisy! Um, good. If you haven't listened to that, listen to our "We Met Daisy Ridley" episode. It's fantastic fun. Um, but yeah, really like I love that. That's a good point you make. That they really are now diving into the relationship. It wasn't just the first two episodes. Oh, they're at each other's throats, but now they're good mates again. They're still they're still going to be that back and forth. They're still going to be that the the, the the grudging and begrudging respect. Uh, and Sabine in her is steadfast in her ways as well. She's stubborn. And that's going to have to keep coming out as well. And Ahsoka needs to de- uh, develop and learn how to deal with that. She's come along, along, along since their first time training as well. So we're seeing that a little bit. And mm. um, and Sabine in that, we're saying she's headstrong as well. I mean, she's she says, I, I hope that the urgency of our situation would expedite my training. She's looking for that quick and easy way, which is also a little bit dark side. I'm not saying she mm. is, but it's that what's the easiest way to get the power I need to, which plays into the line earlier. And she says, look, I can't use the force. I can't feel it like a soaker. I can't feel like you can. And then, and then we get the line. You know, why, you know, when a soaker says, look, the, the force flows through everybody. And Sabine says, well, if that's the case, why don't we, why doesn't everybody use it? And I was like, do you know what? I'm so glad they threw that in there because it is a question that we've probably mentioned on the show. Like if, if, if everyone has these midichlorians, oh, why don't we all use them? But, Ahsoka says that talent is a factor, but training and discipline defines success. 
you know, just because just because it flows through all of us doesn't mean we can all just tap into it like that. Um, some are more gifted than others, i.e., those who are the Jedi or the all the bad guys, the Sith, and that, or some some are just generally like Maz Kanata who can use it, but is doesn't kind of uh, ally with any of those. And I love that they really went into that, and we see Sabine trying to move that cup as well, and. Mm-hmm. It's coming back, mate. It, it's it, it, it's coming back, and also Hu Yang says as well to Ahsoka because she says the the Jedi standards are something you know something else. You know, you hold yourself Hu Yang to the standards of the Jedi. I don't, and Hu Yang says to Ahsoka, "You've come from a long line of non traditional Jedi." Yeah. So Sabine fits that. So you've got all the way down from Qui Gon to Obi Wan down to Anakin, and then Ahsoka. All that knowledge has trickled down, mate. Loved it. All different, all yes. a little bit different, all a little bit cheeky, bit all a little bit spicy. Um, oh, dude, yeah, I, I, I loved and adored this, loved and adored it, and it goes to show that, let's say, in the real world, could you and I learn to to write code? Could you and I learn to write Java? Yeah, we, we could give, we could, we can do. Yeah, are we going to in the next month? We're not going to. No. Why? Can't because bother. it Don't takes have time. discipline busy. as well and talent. And it takes discipline and talent. Some and It time. will come to, just like photography, I take photos. I could be better at taking photos. Well, and that takes discipline and training and repetition. And it's hard work. Same as driving it's, a car or whatever, yeah. You've got to learn. Just And just like sport. This is the yep. analogy I love to use with people, like at comic cons and stuff, you know. I feel like let's take the, 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 everyone loves to talk about this at the moment, whether you love them or hate them or whatever, but let's say someone like Cristiano Ronaldo to me, to me, Cristiano always seemed like someone who had to work very hard to get where he was. And he had that push. He had that, not just physical strength. He had the mental strength too, to just push and push and push and push. There are people like that. We, we, we probably all know a couple people are like that who have, extraordinary extraordinary ability but because they work hard and yet sometimes sometimes there's a Lionel Messi Lionel Messi kind of just turns up will give you some of the most wonderful performances ever on a football field and he makes it look very easy he is he has natural ability of course training goes into it too like with everything and discipline comes into it too like everything but some people, some people have a natural ability. Usain Bolt, mate, was born a pretty quick guy. He had yeah. to hone it. Loves to yeah. run. He had to hone it and, and train, obviously. But he is naturally quick, okay? Some people are naturally strong with the force. Equally, not everyone can run at the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I pretty can. quick. I'm pretty quick. I can run. I I, I was I was a sprinter. No way am I going to be in the Olympic team or athletic championships. So that, that's it. No <laughs> not way. Not get me it's for the happening. long distance anymore, my man. Same as maths as well. Like some people. I mean, ha- ha- look at the Great greatest point. minds of our times or of history to be able mm-hmm. to uh, to. to scientifically explain things to us or theory or however you want to look at it yes. whatever side you lean on somebody you know th- those people are on a different plane intellectually essentially to someone like me who's a clever enough dude but 
there is just that natural ability to be able to see things others can't, which like you say, you then have to hone that. You have to chisel it down. So you become that weapon that you become, but it is very interesting how that relates to this. Yeah, exactly, mate. It's a reflection of the real world. It's a reflection of the real world. And Ahsoka's saying, like, she's saying, no, you, you're not going to be a, a Hu Yang, by the way, who is more traditional in that, that old school Jedi order, is saying, yeah, you've got no hope. Ahsoka, by contrast, is actually saying, yeah, no, you can do this. It's just, it's going to take a lot of training and discipline. I love it, mate. I absolutely love it. And I think it's very George Lucas. It's very Star Wars to say, yeah, anyone can have the force. Anyone can do this. Anyone, anyone can approach it. Anyone can learn it. And anyone can, can, can move a cup. Anyone can. But it takes a lot of skill and focus. And, and I love that it even plays in. I couldn't help but think of Chira Imwain, Rogue One. Ooh. You know, he's Ooh. using the, he's clearly using the force, isn't he? But he's not really that force sensitive he has to work hard on it he has to meditate on it he's he's effectively like a a, a religious monk isn't he and oh dave filoni dave filoni i love him mate it's it's stuff we've all heard before i'm not saying we've not heard it before but to have it nicely repackaged in a in a in a, in a sincere and organic way is pretty good it is pretty good um Listen, let's take let's just take a minute or two to have a little quick break, yeah, and breathe. Of <laughs> all the the Ahsoka freak out, mate. Just breathe. That's it, mate. I'm ready. I'm ready to take my breath. But as mentioned in the intro role of the show, this episode is brought to you in collaboration with Parsec Sabers. We love those guys. We're going to keep saying that until the end of time. We love those guys and the sabers they sell. They've got a range of character-inspired sabers, including a pair based on Ahsoka's. Plus, you can get an Ezra one, Anakin, Dooku, and yes, even Starkiller. His character-inspired saber is up there if you want to buy that. Your favourite, mate. Your favourite. And the the lads there as well, the lads at Parsec, (laughs) they also openly encourage customers to to weather their sabers, which I didn't realise. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and their website and the YouTube channel has tips on how to do so. I'll tell you something, mate. Something you can't customise. It's the level of quality you get from the Sabres, which uh, we can attest to because I'm holding one right in my hand now, mate. I'm, I've got it there. I've got the Fallen. This is Cal Kestis's Jedi Fallen Order lightsaber. Um, it is getting swapped out for the Survivor variant next week, so we're going to have a proper review then. But, mate, this is a this is a chonker. This is a heavy beast when i when i unwrapped it it came in this fantastic um black black hard case uh, including mm. the hilt i've got a mat there and i've got a display stand i was surprised at how heavy this was and i thought listen i'm not going to be twirling this anytime soon i've got like the people of natural talent i've got to learn how to do a saber twirl i'm watching shin hattie go ham last week with one of these i'm like yeah, you've got strength in those <laughs> arms because i can't do that my man, these uh, the the quality of these are you know now I've got one in my hand. We can really attest that these are top notch sabers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And the 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 color. Can you change the color of the saber and the sounds and stuff? Are you able to do that? You can do. Well, this okay. is it. Well, it's made out of a, a quality aluminium or aluminium for our American friends. And you can do. There's an app that that you can download, the Zeno Configurator app, and you can pretty much choose any color on the color wheel to have as your blade color via the app you can also do it by um using the button on the saber the ignition button there's a uh, fantastic soundboard with an sd card which you can program yourself 
which I am going to be programmed with some, probably some Luke Bly sound effects. I want to have like uh, Luke Bly saying certain things to me when I ignite the saber. Oh my uh, days. <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. Uh, and it's got a Xenopixel board as well. Mm. This one is a Xenopixel board. Uh, you can also go on the site and for a little less, you can get the baselet Xeno RGB. So you get your, um, you get your options when it comes to how much you want to pay for your hilt, how much you want to pay for your lights in your color show. But again, they're all the same quality. They are very, very well made. And, mate, I want to display it, but I also want to play. I also want to come around <laughs> to, Baz- to to uh, to Essex, up to Leon C, and I want to have a duel with Lukey Boy with the uh, proper do. We'll get old Charlie. We'll get old Charlie to, yes. to film a, make a film of us dueling. <laughs> Slapping each other with our sabres. Yeah. You can you can actually duel with these as well. Like, yes. They, they do say, yeah, you can you can fight with them. No, not like actual fight. Don't go into a shop and beat oh, people stabby, up. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> with your parsec saber. But yeah, no, it's, re- it's really cool. The guys are really nice. Um, what are the details on the super duper discounts, mate? Because that's what people want to know. They can go to parsecsabers.com they can put in our discount code uh, just remind everyone what that is and what they can get yes sir so like Luke said parsecsabers.com for 10% off the character inspired sabers so like we mentioned the Ahsokas the Dukus the Kenobis et al put it in your checkout and add, add the code sessions or one word add the code sessions for 10% off character inspired sabers and if you want 5% off the other range of sabers just use the code sessions five or one word sessions five that's the number five and not written out s-e-s-s-i-o-n-s five that's a five percent off but ten percent off one of these mate it's a deal and i generally have it in my hand now and i'm enjoying i'm enjoying this and i do recommend it to anyone listening parsecsabers.com check them out i'm going to recommend one to my nan probably do it it. i think she could do with a new lightsaber i won't buy it for her though she'll have to use discount code absolutely Uh, right Right. <laughs> Thank you so much, ParsecSabers.com. Uh Right, on, on, on with the episode. On with the episode. Um, we were talking about the kind of the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. their ways of doing things, the Force, the training. There's a lot of commentary through this. I think I hinted at it earlier about how Hu Yang is very much programmed to the old ways and ahsoka's kind of moving away from that right she's she's saying yeah well you know she doesn't have to be supernatural with the force she has to have the right character the right drive the right personality the right motive and sabine does have that Mm -hmm. sabine is is a goodie you know like like all of these characters she's she's not perfect but she she is a good person I liked that commentary in this episode. Again, it's it's subtle. A few lines here and there, a few actions here and there, and yet it, it speaks uh, it, it speaks a great deal about Ahsoka's character and where she's going and where she's kind of come from, right? So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, subtle. Loved it. Yeah, I, I like the characterizations throughout. Hu Yang is always going to be Hu Yang. He's programmed to be a Jedi um historical historian droid or whatever he is somebody please in the comments below tell me what he actually is um other than a lightsaber builder slash trainer but i love that <laughs> i love how consistent they've been with sabine and Hera as well you know she the way she spoke back to new republic i think how, how she's been perceived has been has been uh, portrayed so it's been done very well i know there's been a few uh people who haven't been quite so sold on mary elizabeth winstead but i've liked what she's done with Hera. 
Um, I think it's more the like the the really wild blue eyes they've given her. <laughs> what puts me off somewhat, but blue I, eyes. I, I, I they're green, aren't they? They're green. They're, they're bright. Whatever they are. Matt, I am convinced. I've said this to you before. I'm yeah, convinced look. Matt is slightly colourblind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am convinced Matt is. Sli- I remember that on the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, spoiler chat. I was like, oh yeah, and Ray's yellow lightsaber at the end. You're like, yeah, orange, yellow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, it's yellow. And you're like, yeah, orange, yellow. Hang on, yeah. Hera, Hera, Ahsoka. Yeah, but, Let's I'll have a look, look as well. Uh, I don't think they're blue. Surely they're not blue. I'm pretty sure they are. Because I think that's one of the things they probably just could have like left. They could have just just toned it down a little bit. I suppose. I suppose they are like a cross between you, like blue. Yeah, they're they're like a cyan, cyany sort of. Oh, what about old um, Jason Cinderella? What about Jason's uh, (laughs) hair? Like, oh yeah, go on. (laughs) The Lego said he was going to have. Um, Lego like brown hair, normal <laughs> hair, and we're yeah. all like, "Oh, he's going to be in it. He's not going to look stupid." And then <laughs> Hera comes out of the New Republic holocaust meeting. She's unhappy, and then suddenly we hear um, this little lad shout, "I want to be a Jedi too!" And it's this foppish lad with <laughs> green curtains, looking like something out of Insync um, back in the day. Um, and it's and it's Jason Sindula. Now, listen, I think <laughs> he looks daft, but um, it does. And, you know, I love kid actors, but not all of them have the uh, the chops. Maybe uh, maybe they're setting them up for something. But a lot of people have been <laughs> saying, like, are we ever going to see him again? Will I ever see you again? Will he be referenced? Are, he you was an referenced? Angel? are you an angel, Jason? He's there. He literally says, I want to be a Jedi. On his on his shoulder, he's got a Kanan's pauldron or one that looks. It, it's, it's the same design, which I saw, um, which is very, very cool. They still haven't mentioned Kanan's name yet. I think they will do. But I'm not going to dunk on the kid. He does what he what he does. He does what he needs to do, and he's he's fine in there. But it's just obviously seeing Jason there with his green curtains. It, it was a it is a, it is a choice. Uh, look, I'm glad he has green hair and not like full on green skin because that looked really weird. But uh, yeah, but we, listen, we get confirmation that he is out there. Dave didn't just put him in Rebels for no reason to never uh, bring him up again. Whether mm, or not, I, I'm interested. I'll ask you, mate. We've seen him now. And they've established that he's alive and well and green head. What are they? What are they going to do with him? You know, are we going to see? I don't. Th- I mean, I don't know if he's going to be a big feature in the show, but are we going to see more of him going forward in live action? He's probably going to get killed by Kylo. <laughs> oh man, you know? he's going to go to the, the temple, isn't he? The academy. That's it, mate. He's going to get stabbed because of and hair. survive. But then he's going to, and then Kylo be like, "Oh, I can't stab people. People like they always survive. Let me <laughs> chop his head off." Bang. <laughs> Apart from Snoke. Gla- glass over your head, mate. Glass yes, over your head. Classic. Done. <laughs> uh, classic. It is a little bit daft, but also it's one of those things where it's just con- it's a continuation mm-hmm. of the decision made in Star Wars animation, isn't it? In Rebels. I'm glad and so it's there, you, yeah. you, 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 It's a difficult one to manoeuvre properly, isn't it? it? Does it look a bit lame? Yes. <laughs> Is it the end of the world? No. The the the, the kid seems all right, doesn't he? Seems all right. I'm sure. He's in Star Wars, mate. He's loving it. He's, in, he's living the dream. He's living the dream. He's got a Lego. He's got a little <laughs> Lego person. He's got that's paint him. his hair, but 
I want that. Actually, someone got that. Our family got that. My my brother and sister-in-law got that as an anniversary present. We got little really? Lego characters out of ourselves. Mine's oh. holding a lightsaber. Oh, nice. So, that's cool. Not bad, is it? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, he's cool. just a Lego Lego person. <laughs> he's just a but yellow it looks like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lego. <laughs> um, loved it. I'm not sure in this episode. Who plays Hera again? What's her name? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Thank you. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mama McGregor. This episode, funnily enough, I did think, oh, some of the acting's a little bit off here. Not a fan? It's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that some of the delivery could be better. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just one or two times in, in not, I'd say more so in this episode as opposed to last episode. So especially when she's in, in the kind of the meeting room on yeah. the Mon Calamar ship, she's chatting. There's just a few things I'm like, hmm, little bit, little bit amateur Oh, oh that sounds that. well out of order, doesn't it? Maybe that's <laughs> the wrong, <laughs> maybe that's the wrong word to use. Um, but Not up oh, to the oh, standard of others. Maybe, yeah. But then again, then again, I suppose this is, you know, it's not the end of the world, is it? But, Star Wars. <sighs> there we go, mate. Um, I, I loved the, oh, that's right. The, the, the bit that made Ahsoka realize that she needs to change her way is Hugh Yang says, the way you're both acting, there won't be a later. Because of the stubbornness, because of Ahsoka more or less saying, like, we're going to do it this way, you're going to follow my order. She's being very, you know, by the book. She's been yeah. very cement, very regimented. And the irony of that is, of course, that's what she's come from a little bit. And that doesn't always lead to something constructive. She's been a bit softer being a little bit more kind. And in that moment, yeah, they they absolutely succeed. Loved it, mate. The battle, the Spitfire versus Ahsoka's ship flying in space. It looked so good. It looked it so good. good. The it? effects were really good. Everything looked really good. It was one of maybe one of the best dogfights we've, we've had in a Star War. It's up there. Yeah. It's up there. And I thought we had a really good one in Mando season three where Mando's Ooh. taken out the pirates. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it just felt it felt very authentic. And and that's a odd use of word, isn't it, for a Star Wars show? <laughs> yeah. A Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, it just felt very, very authentic, felt grounded. Yeah, absolutely sensational. Loved it, mate. Loved it. Yeah, I, I also thought that that looked very cool. It's the Ahsoka's T6 shuttle. Just had to uh, confirm that for myself. Mm. Against those Spitfire ships. That um, Again, they've probably got names. The names of ships aren't always my forte uh, in Star yeah, Wars. So either. please let me know what they are, guys. But, you know, I, I, once we got past Hu Yang, just like bashing Sabine and then telling Ahsoka, look, sort it out. Um we yeah we get to the we get to the dogfight. I think it's so well done. I love the fact that we get these six ships approaching from behind. We see we see um, Shin um, Shin Baddie right there, um, and we actually gets <laughs> she, she's only in it for a little while, but she gets a really cool line later on, which I thought we're starting to see a little bit of her sass now, a little bit of her. Uh, she's she, she's not going to be walked over in the first two episodes. Morgan Elsbeth was very much. She's looking down on Shin, like, you know, send this one to Lothar and she just stare at her. Now she gets a little bit of her own back in this, but I really like the look of it. I think the the visuals are good. Um I like the I, I like it when they go in the atmosphere and they've got the clouds around them and with the purple. Oh. I think that looks fabulous as well. Um but yeah, it's just them working together, isn't it? It's them working together to 
to take these ships down. And then they see the eye and we get confirmation of what it was. We knew what it was anyway, I think from uh, just working it all out. But the Eye of Scion, still a daft name, but Hu Yang says it's a hyperspace ring. It's a massive hyperspace ring. Uh, and he has to do his, he has to scan it essentially like BD1 in the Jedi games in order to get his schematics and work out just how big this beefy old thing is. And in order to do that, they've got to get closer, don't they, mate? Um, and I was watching this thinking that ship is taking a hammering. I know they got the deflector shields up, but that is taking a hammering uh, from the turbo lasers. And it's like, yeah, look, we, we, our <laughs> shields are down to 10%. You've only been in this for a little bit. Um, but it's all Hu Yang's fault, isn't it, mate? He's got to complete his scan. Uh, and then the ship just seemingly dies and falls off scope. But I really, really, really liked that, uh, the dogfight. I love the visuals. I liked the, I say the tension because I know no one's going to die in it, but y- you never know, you're never quite sure what's going to happen uh, at the minute, which I, which I quite like. The mystery is still there and there's mm-hmm. an air of tension, I think. Yeah, big time. No, there is tension, mate. There is absolutely tension and it's, it's fantastic to see. Fantastic to see and feel um, because the truth is you don't really know where this show's going. You don't really like we, really. we don't know what's going to happen from week to week. It's it's just full on craziness, mate. Yeah. The music is, again is very very good in this episode. Maybe not quite as strong as the um, music that we heard. I didn't in, notice in the, it as much in the first right in the first episode and second episode, but it's still very good. Um, <laughs> yes, I've I've, I've 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 written here. The music was especially good during the 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 fight, and also the spacewalk. That's right. I'm 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 doing it. I'm bringing it up right now. Let's do Where's it. The, is this the Clone Wars yes. thing? One hundred percent. Watching it, okay. like, this I could imagine being in the Clone Wars. I can imagine having like Annie, yeah. Ahsoka, and that on the ship, and we'd be watching it like, oh, wow, this is wicked in animation. And then they did it in live action. I was like, this is very very Clone Wars. So um, yeah, that, that this is obviously okay. like. The, this and the dogfight are the kind of the major moments of the episode, aren't they? Action wise, this is what I've written down. Let okay, me share okay. this with you, mate. I've gone Ahsoka outside in space with lightsabers. Music is epic. At first, the scene felt quite odd to me, but I've quickly warmed to it. <laughs> it's not too over the top, but it feels like something we'd see in Rebels. So it's, Ooh, we, it's funny how I've thought, oh, it's something we'd see in Rebels, and you've gone, yeah. oh, it's something we'd see in Clone Wars. Yeah, Both yeah. much of a muchness, to be honest. Yeah, I totally see what you mean. Talk to me, mate. Talk to me. You don't look that impressed. You don't look that happy with this. In fact, you look like you're about to use that lightsaber <laughs> and go rub a shop. I, I have just been uh, moving that parsec saber in my hands, but no. Listen, when I first saw, it, I was like, "This is goofy," and I uh, because it, you just can't make anything in space look good. I mean, it, like like Leia in space, there's always going to be detractors. What Ahsoka does and how she cartwheels is—I I, I don't know how accurate it would be in space. Of course, there's no gravity. If you were to flip like that, it probably would look very kind of stiff uh, uh, and wooden like that, but. It just looked a little bit daft for me. But then I finished the episode and thought, oh, I'm not sure I liked it. I also thought anybody who said what Ray did in the Rise of Skywalker on Persana with Kylo's X-Wing at uh, Ty was stupid. Back down because this is taking this is, this is taking it to another level. But then I, I sat down after the episode. I love that. I love that flip on Persana. Well, 
I mean, this 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 quality is epic because the English Rose, isn't it? But because mm, this episode's true. only half an hour, it meant that I could watch it, kind of deflate a little bit before we did the recap. I went back and watched that particular part again. I was like, does it look like it does? It, I think it does in my head. Does it look really silly? And on and I then I rewatched it. I was like, do you know what? No, it doesn't. You know, when when she comes out and kind of does a battle stance, that looks cool. It's just a kind of initial image of the kind of cartwheel, which kind of took me i was like i don't like the way it looks uh, and then the second one looks it's a little like a bit starfish better. Like exactly a starfish floating through the <laughs> I sea i paused it know? halfway like... and it looks hilarious because she's just upside down <laughs> in a starfish and it just looks wild but uh, it's not my favorite scene in any of the live action series and it's certainly not my favorite from this series but on i i gave it another chance and on rewatch it wasn't as goofy as i said as it was before i actually quite enjoy the scene because it's different it went there they could have just had a dog fight but they're like do you know what how can we up the stakes here mm. i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a spacewalk basically and stakes and also state and also how can we potentially sell another toy in a new outfit in a, in 17 years time but uh no i so on on, on rewatch i i did, i vastly preferred it it just caught me off guard first time around but i did it's not my favorite scene but um, I didn't dislike it. But it seems like you were higher up on it than I am. Yeah, no, it, I, don't get me wrong. There's something about it where you're like, oh, I'm not sure if that lines up with the uh, vernacular of Star Wars and what we're used to. You know, mm-hmm. we're used to a certain style of fighting. We're used to a certain style of dialogue. And I'm always up for new stuff, though. And that's exactly what I thought as well, is that, well, you can't always just do the same old, same old. Bang on. And and the truth is, is when you watch it, I totally get why it might stumble some people and some people will be like, oh, do you know what? This ain't it, lads. But honestly, honestly, I'm not that bothered by it at all. I think, and listen, I love a lot of, as you guys know, I always, you know, bang on about it. There's a lot in The Last Jedi that I adore and love. There's uh, a lot in it that I don't like, particularly the humour. The Leia scene, however, is a serious scene that does not land for me. Right? It's it's a it's a scene that's that's very important. We're seeing her use the Force for the first time, and that seriousness of 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 what's quite a poignant scene doesn't really come across because the whole thing looks stupid. It mm-hmm. doesn't look good, and you could. You could write this down. You could write, oh, Leia in The Last Jedi does this and does that. And actually, what you probably come up come up with in your head would look pretty cool and would feel pretty cool. But again, it's that word, isn't it, mate, that we always bang on about, we have a laugh about, but it's mm-hmm. true. It's all down to execution. And I, and I, and I do feel, thank you, I, I do feel like in this instance – it was handled a lot better than in the last Jedi, but mm. it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's my favorite bit of the episode or the show for that matter. But I, I don't mind it whatsoever. It's all right. It's decent. Yeah. No, and I it doesn't like, last that long either. It doesn't last that long. It's that really is it. It's be- because they cut it up. I agree. There's when, when any kind of movement in space, because like I say, cause there's no wind gravity atmosphere, anything you are just going to be static. So when Leia is flying, She's not going to be rocking all over the place because that is it. But it just looks like you say it's a combination of the music, the the way it was shot and framed. And I love Ryan Johnson, but that scene just doesn't really work here. Mm-hmm. They use it in small increments. It comes out. She's obviously on on the wing. No no issue there because it's Star Wars. And then we get the one cartwheel, but then she lands on the ship. So that whole kind of that whole sense of 
no grav flying is only two seconds. And then when she does it again, they don't use mm. the same framing of shot, the same the composition. They, 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 it's a lot tighter shot. So you don't see it quite as much. And it's how you frame it. It's how you present it. Like you said, it, 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 whether, whether these shots are going to win or lose. The first one, the first cartwheel was for me. I don't, I don't like that. It was the way it looks, the way it's like frame center. <laughs> Second one, I think, is a lot better and a lot cooler. Um, but there will be people out there who love this. There will be people out there we know there will be. We ha- I haven't looked online, but I know there'll be people who will say this is awful. What an awful scene! Yeah. And there'll be others who yeah. say this is this is the fun has already begun. This is amazing. And I would I understand it, both. I would understand exactly, both. As actually, like, yeah. As long as well, like we always say, as long as people are respectful and don't tell other people they should and shouldn't like it, and there's there is actually reasoning for it. Uh, reasons for people's um opinions which we always say you know come if you've got an opinion just back it up it's what like we try to but um yeah i think this will be a little bit um divisive but like you said mate is it a big deal no it's it's a it's literally like a about 30 second scene in a 30 minute episode it's it's tiny and it doesn't Mm. impact the 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 show it's just a fun scene of ahsoka being a badass again which you know give me more of them you're here for it mate you're here here for for it. it Jamie. You know, I mean, I mean, we're toward really the end of the sh- the, the the episode and probably the recap now. But something I just wanted to um, bring up is w- Ahsoka's moving that cup, isn't she, on the table yeah. earlier on in the episode? And you know, that's what Sabine's trying to to, to move, and she she just doesn't get it. And she goes, "Oh, you win this time to the cup." And I was like, "That's funny. That's that's." It's subtle, but it's like that gave me a giggle. That it was Star Warsy, silly humor, and I think actually the humor worked really, really well in this episode. But to kind of expand on that point, I can't help but feel like if we do see Sabine, and you may have mentioned this last week, you know, mate. But if we do see Sabine use the Force this season, I'd love it to be something very, very small. Yeah. Very something very small that would have a really important impact. Like they're they're stranded somewhere and like this switch needs to be pressed, but they can't reach it and Ahsoka's like passed out or something and she just like uses the force to just like move this switch and that's it. Like that and it, and it exhausts her. She's Ooh. like, Oh flipping it, that's a lot. But it's oh. really really small bit like that i mean that's kind of what chira did right at the end of rogue one he uses the force to find himself to 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 to, to lead himself to that button you know that that does blow up that thing that leads to the 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 plans that's it opens the communication array yeah that's it right 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 oh that's a good point i think i'm with you i really hope it's something small but this, I, I think it's good. It's she's going to be fighting Shin again, I think, and she's going to use the force on Shin. I think she's going to push her back or something. Force I think choke. so. Oh, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Um, I think they're setting up a Shin Sabine rivalry there, uh, and I think it will be something like that. She'll use it to like, stop the blade or something. I, I, but I'd rather it be something small than something like wild because if, if she does like stop a, a lightsaber, in like uh, we see now, use the force to stop it, so that's too big, that's too big a thing, or if she. Maybe like a, a a little force push or like a little force shove. I can see that, but nothing where it sends anyone flying because I don't think, I just don't think that fits with the character and what we've heard. Uh, but they, that that scene was there for a reason. When she tells the cup off, she's she's trying, she's asking about the force, she's inquiring why can't I use it? Essentially, what do I have to do to be able to be like you, be like Ezra? Yeah. How can I do it? And it, it's going to come back, and I, I do think it is going to come back with her and Shin. I think, um, and the oh, the line that Shin said, mm. I thought was um, pretty dirty, was when. 
the Ahsoka ship gets through their blockade and gets towards the Eye of Scion. Gets a throw the blockade. I knew it. I, thought I, started, I almost stumbled because I was waiting for you to do it. But um, Shin, she says, she says, Morgan, congratulations. You almost got them. And I was like, yeah, you tell her, you tell her, you tell her, girl. Uh, you tell her, girlfriend. Um, so I like that. Shin gets a little bit of sass there. Um, everybody's favorite new character on the sessions. Um, and also, like we mentioned, she wasn't phased one bit by the purgle. She didn't care about those. Marek. Now, Marek has a little look around. He's, he, he notices them. I don't think he's Ezra. Um, I also hope to all hope he isn't Starkiller. Um, but I know lots of people do. But he gets a few lines as well. He gets to say a few things. So they they don't develop him but or, or her or, or whatever, whoever it is. But, you know, a few more lines at least this time, because we were laughing last week, weren't we, that he's just there in the background loitering, just lingering. Like, who's this yeah, guy? he's just hanging out. He's just yeah. hanging out. Who's and this in, in this in this episode, you know, he's got he's got his he's got his ship. He's tagging along. You know, yeah, yeah. he's like, Yeah, let me while I'm in this cockpit, let me wear this helmet that I always wear. <laughs> Mum said I could fly the ship too. <laughs> because why not? That's that's the guy's <laughs> look. That's the guy's swag. How else will we know it's Marek? Exactly. Like if Maroc. we don't see Maroc, sorry. Maroc. Air Maroc. Worth- Let's go to Marrakesh. <laughs> it's probably know? worth mentioning as well, mate, that this whole thing came about. The one of the inciting incidents as well, just before we um reach that conclusion, Hera mm. comes up on the hologram and says, The fleet's not going to be join- joining you because the Senate committee did not approve to help. So the Senate yes. and the Senate and Mothma and the gang have basically <laughs> they didn't agree to sending the fleet to uh, the Denab system where this planet is, Cetos. Uh, yep. So they're on their own. And even Ahsoka's like, what? The Senate? Hey? Uh, so they, you know, they're. The Senate? You know, we killed him at the end of Return of the Jedi, didn't yeah, we? There is, no, there is no Senate. Um, so <laughs> there's there's that, which I thought was pretty cool that the, you know, the New Republic aren't willing to risk their limited resources to help them out. And it, Ahsoka ain't happy about that. Though I do think next week, the New Republic are going to pull a Rogue One and are going to come and help anyway. I think that's, what, that's going to help them. I think so, but I don't know, mate. That That's it. We They, they, they told us about the Eye of Scion that it's not complete. Hu Yang says, I, I've never seen one like this. The hyperspace mm. jump speed and distance on this is astonishing and could actually get you to another galaxy. And they do explain the map, I think, which is a huge part for me and a lot of people. And I spoke to our boy Bespin the other day about it. People are saying, why is there a map? Who left a map? I believe from my understanding of the map is that Hu Yang says it. The Jedi archives said that they used to track Pergil lanes over history, hyperspace lanes. Correct. And this is, and this isn't a map to throw on. It's just tracking the Pergil hyperspace lanes. And this, you know, might as well be the Pergil homeworld. I don't know. That's probably where they've gone. To me, that's how I understood. And I was like, you know what? I dig it. It's not a map to where Thrawn is. It just so happens to be a hyperspace lane of the Pergil take, and that's where they've gone. Yeah, I like that explanation if that is true. No, I think I think that is, and I think that's pretty much what the episode said verbatim, right? It says like Hu Yang's like, yeah, no, it's just from the records, it's from the yeah, records, mate. And it. it's like, yeah, that's what the Jedi did. Yeah, loves it. That's what the Jedi did. Uh, makes sense. It checks out for me. It checks out. It works. This episode really does. It, it lands for me in a lot of ways, and. I think you, the, you've you've got the conclusion. You know, the Jedi have taken refuge in the forest. Hunt Ooh. them down. Balin yeah. says, "Oh boy, Balin is using that Jedi Force sens- se- um, sensitivity 
to sense what's going on, isn't it? Like you, you look, when the camera pans to him, you can tell he's thinking. It's almost like he's in a state of meditation. He like looks apprehensive though, as Bill. You, you, you reckon he, bit, he did? He looked a bit not because remember what he Maybe. said last time. It would be ashamed to have to kill her. He knows that she's here now, and I think he knows that the reckoning is coming. He's going to have to face her. Yes. I think he probably will in the next episode, but yeah, you know, um, we don't get much Baylor though, do we? But you're right. He's, he's attuned to what's going on in that moment. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to be doing our main show as well. We've got a main show coming out this week. If all goes to plan on, on Friday, that'll be dropping. So the return of the main show, we've not Ooh. done one of those in a while, but maybe we'll drop one or two theories more on that right now. I'm thinking Balin is Shin's father, but I'll let you guys, Ooh. I'll let you guys think about that. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guys think about that. Um, this has been brilliant, mate. Great fun. It's always good. It's always a good laugh chat. And maybe we've missed some stuff out. I'm sure we have. We, we always do. do. We always leave it before like looking at other people's reactions and, and, and whatnot on socials before recording this. But it's always good fun, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. I, I always do think to myself when I watch, I'm like, I'm looking forward to hearing what Matt thinks. I'm looking forward to seeing if he's thought of something or seen something that I've not seen or if he's got other opinions and theories. So, mate, it's an absolute pleasure doing this. Love it. Also, saying it right now, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Yeah, because way more, way more of you guys listen than actually leave reviews. Yeah, it's mental. So please drop us one. That would be grand. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, right. Concluding thoughts, right, dude? Is that what we're on? Yeah, we're there now, I think. Um, Yeah, enjoyed this episode. Really liked it. Like you, I I look forward to hearing your thoughts. And also with the intent of, even if I love the episode, are you going to bring up something which makes me think, Oh, that's taken up another notch, taken up another point or whatnot now. Mm. Um, I really did enjoy this episode. I loved where it set us up. We're taking our time. We're, we're, we're going somewhere big. We might, we probably are going to Thrawn's other galaxy, but we have to set up the steps to get there. We can't just do it. You have to make it a big moment. And they're yeah. doing that. So I think people may say this is filler. That would be wrong, objectionably wrong, I think, for me. Uh, I don't think this will be everyone's favourite episode. But I like what it did. Like I like like the best some of the best Andor episodes. Without meaning to compare, it's it sets the seeds sometimes subtly, sows the seeds, mm. sets the table, and when when things happen, we'll look back and be like, that came from part three. Yeah. That's where it came from. So yeah, I I enjoyed this one, mate. What about your closing thoughts before we uh, give our scores, mate? It, it felt just ridiculously Star Warsy. You know, you had everything. You 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 got you got the faith, the religion. You've got the training. You've got action. You've got like one-liners. You've got good humor, good effects. It, it, it's pushing the law. It's expanding what we've seen in live action. You know, Purgle, new planets, new. Th- th- this show for me right now is really delivering. In it, and it's not. It's not giving us like, oh, this huge thing's happening here, and it. It's it's. It's confident. It's like, no, 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 we're taking our time. We're doing this, this, and this, and we'll get there. I I loved it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's it's been a great start to the series. A very soft, maybe one of the strongest starts to a Star Wars series ever, maybe. We're up there with Mando season one for, for, for strong starts. Yeah, which had a very strong start. I mean, that was great. Takes me back. That was great. Oh, no, mate. I oh, know. What about ratings? Hmm. Uh, we, we've not done ratings. No, right. 
Uh, you went first last time, so I'll do it. I rate out of Ashoka Tanos, as Palpatine would say. And of course, you no. rate out of the Pond the Babbers. So <laughs> for me, uh, I'm sticking to my guns here. I think this is a very good episode. I do prefer the first two. So I'm going to go in with a very handsome, very tidy 7.5. Ashoka Tanos. Out of 10. Um, how many Ponders are you giving this one, big boy? Uh, mate, it's consistent. And you know I love some consistency. Consistency's king, mate. Uh, it is eight Pondababas out of ten Pondababas. Yeah. You're not getting cut up today, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Eight out of ten. So that means every episode so far, those the, 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 the first three episodes for me that's, have been eight out of ten, which, is, bad, which is, is great. Because it feels consistent. It feels cohesive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it feels like there's one narrative going on. It's, it's very serialized. Brilliant. It's brilliant. I I really, really, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, mate. I, I can't <laughs> believe I've got away another week. It's he is loving life. Three eights for Luke Boy. I've gone for eight, seven point nine, seven point five. Don't take the diminish as anything other than I'm digging it. I cannot wait to see where we go next week for part four, halfway through the season, my man. But that sounds like a place to wrap it up, don't you think? Yeah, I think so, mate. Let's 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 wrap it. Let's wrap it. Uh, uh, another recap in the bag, mate. Another recap in the bag. I love it, mate. So like we mentioned during the episode, this episode was brought to you in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Head to ParsecSabres.com. 10% off character-inspired Sabres with the code SESSIONS. 5% off all other Sabres with the code SESSIONS5. But uh, we'd love to know what you think about the episode. We thought it was pretty rooting tooting good. We wanted to hear what you guys thought about it. Lukey Boy, where can the world find us online? They can find us at stolesessions.co.uk. Search for us across social media, including X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're only a few followers away from a thousand followers on TikTok. So wow. that would be great if we hit that this week. So please give us a follow on there. Just search Stole Sessions. You'll find us. Um, we've got an email address. Email us. Leave us a voice message. Do whatever you want with the email. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. We also have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, it's $2. $2 gets you into the session sick ed club loads of bonus content on there that's patreon.com forward slash star sessions or download the app and search for us and uh, we've got discord server as well mm. drop us a message we might send you the link if if we think you're cool enough to join it Ooh, you pressure. usually are pretty cool so we got we got a bunch of sick heads that's that's the session sick heads that's what we call our listeners that's you guys so thank you meant from a place of love because that's where it's coming from our hearts right here discord's free if you want to keep supporting the show for free you can do by leaving us a five star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice like lukey boy said spotify apple podcasts do it now and by the time i finish this sentence you would have already given us five stars and our hearts will grow even bigger because of it thanks for doing that please do it if you haven't those five stars do help the show grow it introduces new listeners and it is another way to hear from more of you each and every week Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest Mon Mothma addict, tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier. Yes, tell Jason Sindula's barber that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always.
Thank you.